This is an Audio Wool original. This episode of Fright Day is brought to you by Gates of Hell Chipotle Hot Sauce by Fright Day. Bold Chipotle flavor blended with habanero peppers for just the right burn. Kissed with garlic and passion fruit. Zero human blood, like none at all. Visit shop.frightday.com before the first batch disappears. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash frightday. It is Fright Day. I'm your host, Byron. Are you experiencing a technical difficulty right now? My brain is. It's just, it's making me feel like I'm on drugs. Nothing should be making you feel like you're on drugs. So that then something's wrong. Dennis, can you check her headphones real quick? No, I'm good. It was, now it's stopped. What? I'm good. Go ahead. Writer's block. It's the worst. Am I right? Hammering keys, but seemingly going nowhere. Sometimes a change of scenery does the trick. However, it's often new experiences that turn out to be the most fruitful. We'll talk about that. Members of the bus and Buffalo Sausage. Tonight, as we review Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, I'm joined tonight by Kelly. Oh, hi. And Sam can't make it because he's stealing a trophy. He's got a really weird mask on, too. And that's fun uh-huh. for everyone. Uh-huh. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to talk about tonight's feature film, Kelly. It's a long Me time too. in the making here. It uh, is. And I've got a lot of ideas for my vacation coming up at the end of the month. Well, you do. That's well, good. I'm glad. I hope that it causes you to exercise some caution on that vacation or just let loose yeah i feel like you probably don't vacay like these people i feel like you're probably gonna I be wish fine i wish i did wish i'm I had the really glad you don't because i couldn't <clears throat> hang with you if you did clear my throat i don't think dennis could hang with you either camp fright day it was a hoot, it, two, was a hoot. it was not too long ago two three weeks mm-hmm. if you can believe it but uh dennis was here the whole time thank you dennis for running Thanks, dennis. the production there um sorry about your butt a lot of sitting we, we did a, a handful of hours of content. You heard that over the past two weeks. So much more that's going to be available soon mm-hmm. at, for Friday Society members at mm-hmm. the FridaySociety.org. You missed out on some oh, wild stuff. It was great. We got to talk to our friend Brandon Christensen. We got to talk to Seth Breedlove. Had a real unhinged Captain Kelly's. It was. <laughs> it was unhinged. It's not. It was not great. It was. I heard great feedback. I've gotten oh, great yeah? feedback on it. Uh-huh. I did quite a bit of editing on that, but... <laughs> Um, did my best. Well, you must have done well. People enjoyed it. Someone mm-hmm. said it was one of the the most unhinged but fun episodes yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. So See, if you want to hear give the, the people what they want, Byron. Oh, this is unfortunately an opportunity, I suppose. Uh-huh. This is the second uh, live episode that we've done. It is. How are you feeling about it? I, I like that there's the room for unhinged, although all I've got is a seltzer tonight, so it's probably not going to be super unhinged. I've got a sparkling kombucha probiotic new old-fashioned root beer Ooh, booch that tastes like root beer i hate, the, I hate it when they drop booch the, it's just corny booch. i love drinking booch and avoiding the rona you know what i'm gonna do next time we do this i'm gonna make shambuchas for myself and that's what i'm Don't gonna know drink what that is. That champagne and kombucha and that's a good drink it's a it's a killer drink it is like helping your digestive system and getting you drunk at the same time it's like just confusing the hell out of your body and it's all sorts of fun kombucha is like almost beer though 
Like it's oh, not. No, it's, it's like. Point I, but you know 1%. what I'm saying, though. Is it's not too far away from the initial concept here. No, it's very far away because beer has no redeeming health value to it, and kombucha has folks listen. negligible alcohol. You don't need to have an ID to purchase it, and it is really good for you. I don't know about that, but I drink a lot of it. It's very good for you. It's, it's why you're not going to die this year. Here's hoping. Uh-huh. I'm really hoping uh-huh. I can make it through. Did you have fun? Are we going to do another Camp Fright Day? Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course we are. Just checking in with you. It's been a I while. Like, I like having friends there, too. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? It means I liked having my friend here, and I liked having our friends that we got to talk to. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point is it's a it kind nice. of a social a social. I like it. I don't thing. do much social these days. Yeah, yeah you uh-huh. hang out with a kiddo, a soccer practice. That's about it. I don't really even do much of that. I no. mostly just, like, stay in my work cave. Wow, okay. Sam socializes more than I do at this really? point. Really? Yeah. Papa Sam. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, spook this conversation up a bit. Uh, we announced on our last episode of Behind the Screams the subject of our Bracket Style competition this year. Uh, we had Blum Madness. We did in mm. like a Lionsgate. I feel like we did something else. I don't know it off the top of my head. <clears throat> but we got to the point where production companies weren't really feasible. I was going to put something up against A24, which just... It wouldn't have been good. Like, if we did, like, Neon versus A24, we'd have to do, like, another two in, like, two regions. Yep. Got complicated. So here it is, folks. Um, This year, March Mildness. (laughs) It's a bracket-style competition to determine the best PG-13 horror film ever made. So here's the thing that I want to ask, though, because when I was doing some research, I sent you some proposals Yeah, great list. Doing some work. I appreciate it. Of course. Um... Given the actual title, March Mildness, do you think yeah. we should include PG-13 and below? Or do no, you think it gets, so we can't gets, have any PGs? I think my beef is specifically with PG-13. Okay, but know? what about before 13 existed? I don't care. Okay. Right. I don't care. Because like Jaws was before PG-13 I existed. Yeah. You know, and so that's why. How many wrenches you want to throw into this thing? I mean, you know, just a couple. Yeah. I don't feel like it's that wrenchy. It's a classic film. It would definitely be in some sort of top ranking no you don't no. think so fuck spielberg what is your beef with steven spielberg no, actually first we had a, of all we had an oscars conversation on behind the screams and she hates this guy no he's just an he okay he's steven <laughs> he's just spielberg <laughs> he's not as bad as james cameron but these egomaniacal directors just <laughs> i they just you like, want I'm to con- burn everyone. Well, no, I'm going to give you a point. contrast because okay, I yeah. listened to some really good interviews getting ready for this episode with Brandon Cronenberg. And let me tell you, I think you have to have some kind of an ego to put a piece of art out in the world that is going to be consumed by the masses, sure. right? But there's a way to do it that is less annoying. And I would say that Brandon Cronenberg is much less annoying. Okay, so Dennis, for your benefit, I'm going to tell this story. Do you know that in 1975 when Jaws came out, Steven Spielberg was so confident that he was going to get nominated for Best Director for Oscars that he hired a film crew to film his reaction for when he got word that he was nominated, and then he didn't get nominated. What's Jaws? Jaws is a feature film about a shark. It's kind of like Meg. He's joking. It's like the Meg. He's joking. He's joking. All right. Well. Anyhow, Spielberg's ah, fine. He makes good movies. He stands up against Nazis. I do appreciate that. Sorry. Is that that a... I mean, yeah, he's he's been well. He's been in the news these days. Yeah, it is a little bit. Well, that's true. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, he's been in the news the last few days for talking about how disgustingly common anti-Semitism has gotten. 
I mean, good for him. Yeah, I agree. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. I gotta add a video for Casual Friday. Well, excuse me? I just got a video I gotta add for Casual Friday. Is it Spielberg? No, it's Scott Adams. Oh, Scott Adams from Spielberg. What happened to that guy? You'll find out on Casual Friday. I guess for folks who don't know, this is a unique one because we're going back to back. We're going to be you recording guys are this catch live the episode. the fellas in a marathon. Well, the folks who, who tuned in live uh-huh. because after this, we're doing Casual Friday, which is Dennis over here hops on the cam and we talk uh, all kinds of hor- horrifying and weird stories from the week. Weird. Yeah, a little spinny. We might get a little spinny. We might take a turn, talk about politics. <laughs> Yeah. So you let Dennis talk about politics, but you, can, you don't let me. Yeah. Do you know how mad he gets at me when I talk about politics? He gets oh. so angry. Do you know how mad I get at you when we talk about politics? Oh. You and I have the same fucking politics. How All could right. you possibly All right. get mad? All right. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a no, you are fucking not a libertarian. <laughs> Fuck off. Let's let's move forward, folks. That's the dumbest thing Jesus ever. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Uh, it's time to talk uh, staff picks. Dennis, you got a button for that? Button. There we go. Why don't you let me press the button? You will eventually. I don't trust you. What, you see a point in the future where you do? Maybe. Just leaving that door open. The howling horror straight ahead. So, uh, I couldn't come up with anything. You want to steal mine? No. You want to use Fifty Shades of Grey? No. So Kelly was going to attempt to use Fifty Shades of Grey as a... It's a film on this show. It's a staff pick, which is this is the point of the show, of course, where we talk about. Okay, there, I was actually going to make a really logical contrast because the thing is, it sets up the eroticism as very much like a an accessible to everyone thing, and this movie is mocking that in a lot of different ways. And so it is. I thought it was an interesting. Is it a genre film? I guess that's arguable. Also, I've never actually seen it, which probably means I shouldn't. I think you might check it out. Uh, Dorian, not really my jam. James Dorian's a great he's actor. My, he's not my jam. I think he's great. Stick to my scars guard. Uh, 1978. Haven't seen this film. Oh, also I see. by a, a director kind of in the same vein of a David Cronenberg, at least in the same era. Uh, Michael Crichton, one of my favorites. Oh, Crichton. Uh, this film is called Coma. Really, Michael Crichton, Coma. Where is the patient? Coming right down, Doctor Coma. You enter a major metropolitan hospital for routine surgery. I mean, he was a doctor, so this What's the matter? I don't know. Something goes wrong. She never woke up. No. What if it wasn't an accident? Now, the number one best-selling mystery becomes the most thrilling suspense film of the year. Javier Bougeau is Dr. Mm-hmm. Susan Wheeler. Wow. I've been on a dozen of these coma cases here in the last year. They're always different. Hard to imagine it's murder. Are you sure? Susan, what do you think? Look at There's that man's conspiracy face. at the Boston Memorial Hospital? I'm fine. fine. I don't scary. need to shrink. But I think it's important to have on I the record. Think that's we got mansplaining. She thinks there's a conspiracy. No, we got gaslighting. You're involved. Michael Douglas is Dr. Mark Bellows. We got throat no, cancer. No, so. First rule of oh. Keep it simple. That's Somebody is putting people into comas. They're murdering them. Yeah, this is oh, it's amazing. It's a four three six seven. The bidding now stands at forty two five. A thirty one year old male. Is that Tom Selleck? At Boston Memorial like Hospital. Was that fucking Tom Selleck? doctor can save your life. Yeah. But <laughs> first, she's got to save her own. 
Somebody's seen too much. <laughs> this is a long trailer. What's the matter? I don't know what the matter is. Somebody's oh. gone too far. Oh, Great shot. Oh <laughs> Hanging on to the top of that. Okay, you win. Somebody's okay. getting away with murder. There we go. That's the shot I'm looking for. Okay, so what's the upshot? Spoil it for me. I actually have never seen this, like I said, but because uh, just by the bidding thing, I thought that it was it was just hostile. I thought we were doing the same thing. No, why do you think Infinity Pool has anything to do with the film Hostile? Are you kidding me? It's like reverse hostile. Yes. Okay. This this the only reason that that I selected this is because when I was watching it with my partner, she pointed out that that sequence, the medical. Uh moments in this reminded her kind of, kind of like that scene there that they so she has there. familiarity with it yeah mm. i looked into it because i'm a huge michael crichton head oh, i thought you were gonna say douglas glad you went with crichton <laughs> why instead. is why do you let doug leave him alone he said one thing about his i mean it wasn't one thing well he divorced her that's fine <laughs> because he thinks she gave him cancer from cunnilingus <laughs> but knowing that's not the only reason of course but uh okay you know me i'm a huge fan of the tv show er but also going way ER, back I do know that much. the andromeda strain and of course jurassic park this guy mm -hmm. did a lot for my childhood and i didn't know too much about this coma film so i'm very excited to see it i mean it's kind of a weak staff pick i actually think that was pretty good honestly yeah well, uh, you kind of uh, check it out, of course, and I, I will be as well. It looks like a fun one, but. You will be check it out. That's good. Is that what I said? It is what you said. God damn it. That's okay, though. It's good. The joys of live yep. podcasting. Yep. Uh, but you, you kind of spoiled yours a bit by, I did. Uh, by kind of jumping ahead. You've mm -hmm. got, I mean, your eyes on this horror masterpiece, a classic directed by one of the best in the business, of course. Mm. Here we go. Don't know that I'm going to agree with that. But what, okay. what year was it? 2005. It's hostile. He's kind of a D-bag, actually. He's not the best. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I don't like him. Eli Roth, of course. I told you I visited this place, didn't I? Is this... It was filmed in Bratislava. Okay. And I was there. It was very freaky. I'll have to check with the book, Cam. Yeah. Coma. But... Look at those tools. You have to admit, though, huge step away from from uh, Cabin Fever. Incredible film, but like for him to be bold enough to do something like this. Yep. Torture. This is the birth of torture, pond, folks. It's a so wild trailer. What's yeah. interesting about Hostel to me, you said it's the anti-Infinity Pool. I actually think it's like the gateway to Infinity Pool. Did I say anti? I, th I meant like opposite. Like, yeah, but I, I think it's actually like on the track. So I guess the right. notion of Hostel is really rich people that have run out of things to do with their fucking money. Okay. Rich people that are horrible humans as well 
are paying to have people torture. I guess torture isn't necessarily the the guiding principle of infinity pool. Right, but it's wealthy people getting their kicks in fucked up ways. That's true. Okay. Okay. And yep. so then we get to infinity pool and it's like you know how they talk about kids, you smoke weed in high school and then it's not enough anymore. You got to do something else and then you got to do something else. Well, yeah, like killing other people wasn't good enough. So they had to like do something else, deal with something that was even more weird and messed up. Yeah. So uh, I don't like torture porn. I don't like even, hostile. Even in its like most raw form. Like I would say especially in its most raw form. Well, like, it, it, that was the birth of it. It was, it like, was. before it became, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a, a subgenre, you know? Yeah, like, I, which I get. Uh, it's it's not the type of thing that I enjoy watching, but I do think the, ori like, original few movies done in this vein are interesting conceptually. Like Saw in this, mm -hmm. yeah. It's okay. not my thing, but it is interesting conceptually. Now, when did Serbian film came out, come out? That you was after Hostel? stop talking about that Well, no, film. because I, really my brain's trying to process whether Hostel was copying it or it was copying Hostel. Hostel copied it. Serbian film came out in 2010. Well, this is 2005. Sorry. Yeah, 2010, so five years after. Oh, so then Serbian film copied. Yes. So, okay. So if this was really like the first one that did something like this, I do think it's interesting. I much prefer uh infinity pool okay i was gonna say saw like saw has that kind of david finchery kind of thriller thing seven yeah but like even saw i'll take the dexter spin on saw instead of the saw spin on saw dexter spin on saw. Well, i mean like the whole idea of like bad people and getting them to do shit because they made mistakes and putting them in fucked up situations no, i'd rather just deal with dexter <laughs> okay wonderful yeah vigilante justice maybe i guess i was gonna say maybe we should do a torture porn bracket at some point but we kind of did when we did lionsgate because twisted pictures and lionsgate were kind of like hand Nothing to hand but, for a long time uh -huh, so uh -huh. been there done that uh -huh. so yeah i mean i think you should watch it if you haven't watched hostile because it is probably a important touchstone sure. film um or you can do what i do when there's a movie that i know i should watch but it's going to bother me too much to watch you can typically read a really good detailed wikipedia plot summary and Jesus get most Christ, of it you're doing this huh? Uh huh yeah i'm just saying it's a good alternative okay yeah my mom does that too for i love your mother she's wonderful she's a wonderful she's human the best lover today i agree i agree can I talk about Infinity Pool Not yet? Not yet, because we we need to take a second and welcome and initiate some oh, new members into the... Oh, there are more crazy people that have joined us? What does that mean? <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, we're going to step into the back room and uh, say hello and welcome to James H. Hi, James H. It's interesting because the name of our protagonist tonight is James as well. James as well. But not H. Nope. So that's wonderful. James, uh, I guess, are we doing the initiation thing where we raise our left hands and repeat after? I guess we should at the same time welcome Cade D to the Friday Society. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it could be pronounced Katie. Really? Thanks, that's interesting. <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah. Uh, everyone except, well, I guess not everyone, just James and Kate. Uh, Cade, raise your left hand and repeat after me. I state your name promise to dedicate my available time to the exploration and advancement of the frightening and keep that hand back up it is now my responsibility to be an example you didn't of even call me out it was the wrong hand <laughs> oh, i was waiting for you to thought call you were, me out i thought you were mirroring me no. that to be an example of rational curiosity 
sympathy and decency as I explore the macabre. Welcome to the Frankie Society, folks. And if you want to join them and get access to well over a hundred bonus pieces of content, you go to the Society.org. It's only six sixty-six a month, or you can join the inner circle for a little bit more. But uh, thank you, everyone. Put your hand down, Kelly. Okay. Well, you Great. yelled at me when I put it down last no, time, so I, I was didn't. just waiting. <clears throat> All right. <gasps> you ever been in one of these things? The pools that never end, the overlook like the ocean and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Dennis nodded. Uh-huh. I haven't, but I am going to. God, should I even tell people where I'm going? I'm Probably go, I'm not. Going to Los Angeles, then Palm Springs, then Joshua Tree. You buy that house? No, I didn't buy a house in Joshua. Uh, you know Tree. that famous house in Joshua Tree that's like all the mirrored walls, so it like sounds like a devil's toy box. I mean, a little bit, but it's mirrors on the outside. You know, no, it's been in a bunch of movies. It's been a bunch of horror huh. movies that we've watched. Anyhow, it's for sale. Well, I anywho, thought maybe you bought that. Maybe I'll stumble upon one of these things where it seems like I'm swimming into nothingness. You know, it's like you know the ones. Yeah. I'd like to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the only one out of these folks who haven't. Okay, I mean, it's really not that cool. Seems fun. It's pretty overrated. Let's talk about that as we review yeah. in Infinity Pool. Yeah, okay. Cue the music. <laughs> On with the show? Yeah. It's a little quiet in the mix. If you could push the button harder. Does that turn it up? No, it doesn't. He stopped it. He just stopped it. Hey, Daniel, how's it going? This is your opportunity because I'm going to probably cut cut in the real rebroadcast of this. We're going to take a peek here. Say oh, hi, hi to, to Kim, JF980, Daniel Ware in the chat, iPod Jackson, of course. Hello! Wonderful stuff. Next time we do one of these things, you guys, I'm going to be 40. That's crazy. <laughs> you look like shit. I know. I know. It's okay. I got all that ordinary product. It's going to get better soon. <laughs> gonna burn your whole face off huh start start fresh we hope you're enjoying your visit here this evening now on with the show infinity pool is a 2022 american science fiction horror film directed by uh brandon christian brandon christensen i mean he's great too but this one's a cronenberg cronenberg Mm -hmm. Guided by a seductive and mysterious woman, a couple on vacation venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. Uh, A tragic accident soon leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you'll be executed, or if you are rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. So fucked up. Uh, sci-fi horror Nepo baby Brandon Cronenberg is back. Mm-hmm. Son of David Cronenberg. Of course, you would know him from uh, The Fly, Scanners, Videodrome. He's considered the king of body horror. Venereal horror, it says yeah, here, <laughs> which mean, is kind of interesting. And the Baron of Blood, according to IMDb, uh, yeah. he kicked off his career in, uh, this. not his father. His father kicked off his career in the 70s, yes. probably the 60s. But uh, his son here kicked off his career in 2008 with a short film titled Broken Tulips. Mm-hmm. You excited for tulips? Spring, mm-hmm. right around the corner, mm-hmm. Kelly. Overrated. Not your favorite flower. They're Got a fine. whole bunch of nice it ones. dies so fucking fast. So this was about people who pay to be injected with viruses that were harvested from celebrities. The idea came from a fever dream while he was sick, and it was further shaped when he saw an interview with Sarah Michelle Gellar on the Jimmy Kimmel Live program. 
feel free in front of me. You With can... my cold, too, it really sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, you do have a cold. Thank you I for did. coming. I know Let you've been sick tonight. Let me all of you now. That's how it works. Talk shows are the most... Talk shows are uh, the center of all disease, they You're say. You're patient zero. Got it. I am patient zero. Who is... Who did give you the cold? I blame Zoe Deutsch. Which is really creepy. And then we got his art over there from the... That's Caleb. Yeah. Well, because Caleb Landry was in it. Well, not in this. That was a short. And then oh. eventually, a few years later, it's expanded into his first feature film, 2012's Antiviral, which is starring CLJ, Caleb Landry Jones. So good. He is so good. Yeah. Look at that art. Look at that piece of original artwork. You have to, you have to be a society member or see this live to see this beautiful piece of it Caleb Landry really Jones art. It is really fucking disturbing. It's good stuff. But... Uh, yeah, uh, did that... you send it to us laminated, or did you laminate it? No, it came laminated. It's what a on fucking strange human. Printed on newspaper with a little bit of cloth there. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, He's incredible. Yeah, twenty twelve. So scary. The antiviral premiered at TIFF, and people dug it. Mm -hmm. It's not like super highly regarded, but people enjoyed it's it. It's an enough. interesting concept. Two thousand nineteen, he released another short, which is mm -hmm. kind of an interesting move. But his dad did similar things went back from feature to short about this same time this short is called please speak continuously and describe your experiences as they come to you which is about a psychiatric patient who has a brain implant that allows her to relive her dreams uh yeah uh, wait relive her dreams believes her reality is being distorted is what they wrote down mm. someone needs to adjust that synopsis well, i think there's a comma missing probably yeah it sounds fun um i've never heard of it though yeah. And then we covered his next film, of course. Yeah, Possessor. Possessor. Loved it. Andrea Rise Pearl, huh? Yeah. I think before I heard she, she just Leslie. got an I heard she yeah, before she was Leslie, I heard she just got an Oscar. It's crazy. Uh, no, she didn't. I think she did. No, of course not. The Oscars aren't until next week. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. are you doing? I'm fucking around. Fuck ugh. But do you know Risebro is actually how Skarsgard got hooked up with Cronenberg? Uh, They're friends. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like Cronenberg, you're talking about. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We'll return to our program shortly. Napoleon actually isn't that short. He was pretty average for his age. He's five, age. six, yeah. Yeah. Standard. Back average in the day. for his age? No, for that age. Oh, for that age. That age. Well, like, <laughs> the. Oh. Well, I can't keep doing this taken back to Dennis because it's making you ticked <laughs> off. All right. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Deficit two sixty two. Yeah, you better get on it. Back right. check. Okay. So it's been a while since I've seen Infinity Pool. I watched it when it first came out on VOD. It was very expensive. It it was worth it. it I was. like supporting films. This movie was Ooh, we got a sub, thank you. Oh. Wow. Sorry, that's what that noise was. Okay, Everybody great. Um, this movie really freaked me out. And Byron, I don't know whether we want to do a quick summary of it of or course. whether I can give some background first. What order do you want to go in? I mean, I, I like to talk about the production, if that's something. Okay, go for it. I mean, he just developed the story from his actual experiences he had on Okay, a, can I talk about that then? On his vacation. Yeah, feel okay. free. Okay, so I listened to him talk about this pretty extensively. So when he was a kid... He and his family obviously went to a all-inclusive resort. Because he's very wealthy. In the Dominican Republic. Sure. Okay, and he describes this experience, and what was fascinating to me is it's a identical, I'm sure it wasn't the same resort, but it's identical to the experience Sam and I had when we went on our honeymoon there. Yeah, which okay. he went to the Dominican, Dominican Republic, Republic as well. Yeah. yeah, so you almost always fly in at night, and they bus you into the resort at night, so literally you cannot see 
that you're driving through absolute poverty. I heard they do the same thing at the Idaho College when they bring in uh, like football players that might be attending the college. They fly them in at night so they don't see just how small, how horrible, the, small uh, the town is. That's hilarious. So, But so we got there and really had no idea. And then they take you on these little excursions, but they mm. never actually take you to the... You're, like you're never actually part of that country you no, never see what that country is actually of a, like a resort and yeah. it's you know it's the worst of the worst right this is the one percent exploiting the rest of the world and it all the people that work at those resorts for next to nothing are the ones that live in the surrounding areas that are dangerous of and course. poverty stricken yeah and so he really called upon that experience um and so many things in the movie like for example the resort he stayed at really did have like a Chinese restaurant in it oh, that kind, was kind of like exactly like the movie pool, and where, where everyone dressed in Chinese clothes right. but were all just white people exactly yeah. exactly and they would do weird <clears throat> ceremonies that supposedly had to do with the local culture but really had nothing to do with the local culture well, I think we should talk a little bit more about that because it was an interesting sci-fi element well like, and it was just sprinkles all around of mm -hmm. that in this movie it wasn't the focus as it might have been like in White Lotus right where still you're really honing it. okay well you really hone in on the idea that oh my gosh these people are totally exploiting the culture that's around them and it's really gross um that's just a sprinkle on this and then he digs like way deeper and way scarier okay. but anyhow the root of it it was interesting listening to him talk about because i'm sure he was at a much fancier resort than the one i went to but even the one sam and i went to we had the same experience like oh my god about halfway through our time there we basically started like trying to sneak the people tips and like because you, you're not allowed to tip them it's like sure. the whole culture is so weird and like it was it was so awful. you're trying to get them in trouble no we weren't trying to get them in Seems trouble like but she was trying to poop dollar these people no i was trying to alleviate my white guilt is what i was trying to do that's not much better giving them money yeah yeah that's how you should, probably shouldn't have went there well i mean let's be honest we were trying to be kind to them but like obviously that's if I, you know, if you unveil that, that's clearly what's going on. You feel bad that, like, you're going to this place and it's fancy and you can afford to stay there. But these people are living these horrible lives in order for you to have, like, a cocktail on the beach. And it's just fucking yeah. gross. And it makes you feel terrible. No, it is gross. It's awful. And I'm sure that he experienced quite a bit of that. Yeah. Well, so. and that's where his idea came from for this. Now, obviously, <clears throat> he hasn't thrown off all the wealth that he had, has in his life. But I think he has a very different relationship with it probably than his father. Because his father, I don't think, grew up with money. Whereas he did grow up with yeah, money. And yeah. so this is kind of, I don't know, in some weird ways, I feel like this is a rebuking of his uh, Nepo sitch. You think you can just make a, a couple movies no. about? No, but <laughs> like, I do think that it is. Antiviral is very similar in the sense of it, like it's attacking celebrity and but I think that status. Whether you know? he can actually do that or not, I think thematically he's very interested in doing that artistically. Yeah. At least. <clears throat> this is a mess. I think I'm allergic to this kombucha. Can you I be allergic to kombucha? You can be because it's got mushrooms in it, and I think I'm allergic oh. to mushrooms. Okay, well, what, why, why are you drinking kombucha with mushrooms? I don't know, guys. I'm fucking up. Fuck. Just drink, like, the normal guava stuff. I have. I get bored. I've never had booch. You should. Oh, fuck. He called it the B word. Sucked on a booch. Great. <laughs> okay, okay, so. Where'd, right. we, where'd we film this thing, huh? Uh, parts were in Turkey, parts were in Canada, Croatia, course, parts we're... were in Canada, parts were in Hungary. Yeah. And they started filming at the end of 2019 and by November 2020. Yeah, they had to 
film really quickly actually i think yeah. most of it was filming but you know he had four different cameras for most things set up so like lots good of good coverage yeah. yeah so there was tons of film to go through to try and construct it but so scars guard was the the lead lead in june of 2021 and then they started making announcements like mia goth and mm-hmm. and thomas uh kretschman i don't know too much about honestly that yeah that's fine I don't I know think, that we I need think to. I think I like him. We don't really. Uh, lots of lots of great characters in this, but um, it took yeah, like you said, five weeks, beginning September sixth, twenty twenty one, at the resort in Croatia, and yeah, then it went to Budapest to complete. Interesting. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Sundance. That's where it premiered. Um, I think people dug it. They also did Berlin International Film Festival, and then was released on VOD February fourteenth of this year. Yep. Yep. I don't think we saw the NC-17 cut. Which no, we I, did not. I love the idea of that. Of course um, you do. Why? You love unedited. I'm fine. I'm fine with You're things fine being with them censored just for me. Just cutting all the good shit. I mean, I don't know that it was good shit. I don't know I that think I needed it was to probably see the dude's dong and the weird orgy scene. I have no problem seeing it. I don't either, but I don't know that it really took much away from my experience of the film. What about? Miss it? Well, if this wasn't NC-17, we definitely saw first-person insertion. Of something. That was interesting, huh? Uh, James, novelist, James Foster, his wife, M. Who is independently, well, not mm-hmm. independently. She's wealthy. She Cleopatra Coleman is the actress. Yep. She was really phenomenal. But there's a really interesting dynamic that starts up here. And everything is very clearly centered around money from the get-go. And I think, so the very surface level obvious interpretation of this movie is like fuck the one percent which i'm all on board with don't get me wrong why is james there though he's there because he is trying to write another book Mm -hmm. and really when you get down to it he's struggling with the idea that maybe he just sucks as a writer to begin with because the only reason his first book got published is because his wife is the daughter of the head of a publishing company and is it that's not certain but it's kind of it's implied implied. it's implied even in some reviews that are kind of so he certainly is a privileged dude he's like second degree wealthy not first degree wealthy but he's there to try and get inspired and overcome writer's block right but so you've got this dynamic immediately and they're all they meet another couple there and they go to dinner at this fake chinese restaurant the 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 couple though mia goth and uh her partner a french a french guy yeah who uh, he's an architect. But Mia Goth's character, uh, Gabby, is a fan. A huge fan. And it's the first time that anybody's ever even mentioned to James something about his book. He's never bumped into a and fan, so he's, fan Because there aren't any fans. Oh, nobody zap, read it. Zap, 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 Come on. Let's, well, no, let's... I'm just saying that like, that's the reality that he's encountered for but whatever that, five that years. A... See, but, but for the first act of this film, I don't think that you're given the illusion that he is a failure. Oh, no, no. I think I, I noticed he's insecure. I don't think that I, I took immediately that he was unsuccessful as an author. So there are a couple of hints that they drop, at least for me, that made that really clear. He talked about how few copies of the book even sold. And he talked, there was some comment that M had made in one of their conversations but together. I say, I'm just saying not until dinner did I think that that was a really obvious thing. Because he's like standing around like, he, he has that moment where he steps out and like looks at the surroundings and it's like, I'm going to do this. This is like my inspiration moment. And he had an air of confidence briefly, I thought, in that moment. Like there's like, he's like backlit and like got sunglasses on. And it's one of the only moments where I think his posture isn't like 
hunched over. He's hunched over the whole, yeah. For most of it, yeah. Yeah. But that's the only reason I bring that up, is I I think that there was a moment where you were supposed to believe that he might actually be a good author. A good author. Yeah. At the very least, he's not a successful author. And and so he's really enthused by this idea that this person has read his book. And that might be where the crack shows, is immediately when he's like, wait, someone is like... Right, and he's like way over the top excited about it. Yeah. But it becomes very clear early on, and I think there are a lot of statements here below this like proletariat porn that I'm very into, Mm -hmm. is actually I think the notion of him being the center of exploitation in this movie. Sure. So he's, I kind of think there's a bit of an allegory for artistry being like inherently exploitive because he is trying to be an artist in whatever capacity he can be, right? And even in that first dinner, his wife is so horribly yeah. rude and disrespectful to him. And who knows? Maybe it, he's an asshole. I don't know. My, my whole thought about this is like, it doesn't matter. Whatever the situation, they probably weren't right for each other at this point. Right. I mean, it was pretty right, right. apparent. Like, right, right. So but she's no one's, so no one's, mean. Well, but... A matter, imagine what he put her through. Like, I know. don't know. Immediately in meeting these new people, she knows he's really excited that somebody actually likes what he wrote. Well, and she, she also knows that he's the only, she's the only one that knows he's insecure as Right. Well, and so. so like, instead of her experiencing any kind of happiness that he's getting that reinforcement, she takes the opportunity immediately in that dinner conversation before he has a chance to form any kind of a friendship with his people, with these people to make it clear that he's basically worthless. Yeah, she said, like, that, he's my charity project or right, something like right. that. And that he just married wealthy, and that's the only reason. I mean, like, it was just really cutting and rude and disrespectful. I, I don't know if we were a couple drinks in or not, but there's something that, like, her, her supportive wife mask fell off pretty quick. Well, I don't, I don't know that I ever even saw one. Well, she went there with him, so... Maybe she wanted to go to a really fancy fucking Maybe beach in did. Croatia. I don't know. The money thing... Like, M doesn't seem like she cares about money. Well, I think she very much cares about using it as a tool, whether she cares about having it or not. And I think that's kind of the thing that's established early on, too, is everybody else in this world, like, he's the one that doesn't fit because everybody else is very used to money. Yeah, they're all comfortable in... Not that he... I mean, he's certainly enjoying the money elements, but (laughs) he's not used to it. And then I think we build upon this idea of him being kind of the odd one out and also, in many ways, like, exploited when... They go on their little date. Well, they trip. give them an opportunity to be part of it. Like they at dinner get, they invite them to right. get together the next day and go on a trip to the countryside. And when they go on a trip to the countryside, it's there's like this really yeah. awkward scene where Mia got hot, hot scene. Just like kidding. it isn't. Like, it's, no, it's really fucked up. It's, like he comes, <clears throat> she comes up behind him, and I guess you would say sexually assaults she him. She does sexually assault him. So let's let's back up a little bit. And it's really uh, there's, awkward. Uh, there's and obviously weird. a sexual tension between. James and Gabby and because there's somebody who actually is a fan of him and I would guess in his mind is probably like oh my god somebody has some level of respect for me like the first person that's made me feel like I'm not worthless like this is and and they're drinking beers they're at like a it it wasn't the ocean was it was it a lake or the ocean it's been a while since I I don't even know it was some body of water that they decided they needed to go to off resort French French architect Alban 
is making buffalo sausages. And, buffalo. And for some reason, I picked up on this line and can't let it go. You can't let go of the buffalo? And I think it's so funny. Buffalo? Just for him to like look up and say, do you want a buffalo sausage to, to James' <laughs> I mean, character? It is kind of funny. Is insane. It is kind of funny. I agree. So okay. um, I like that scene a lot. Yeah, fair. But after they've had some beers and some buffalo sausage, James does go off to urinate and, uh, and Gabby follows him and comes up behind him and jerks his dick off yeah yeah and it's that and he the, makes this awful face oh it's the worst face <laughs> it's i've just ever insane. seen and it i mean it really was the posture thing you start seeing there and it was that was almost a switch and i thought it was really interesting the way it was handled rather than him feeling emboldened or like excited by the idea that this woman just interacted with him in that way he behaves very much like a victim might after yeah. something like this right yeah. and he's like his posture changes he's really uncomfortable he's like feeling it's it's not a positive sexy like exciting thing that's going on i think it was a confusing thing for him yeah. to deal with which was a, a very kind of nuanced way for brandon to direct this yeah you know? that was really really interesting and well i guess while we're here i want to talk about how cool it is to see alexander skarsgård just not be a hunk all the time because yeah, i am in love with that man but he's done some really interesting roles as of like he did that one where he's like a balding like computer guy yeah, yeah a couple yeah. years ago yep and, well, and then he was the Viking, well, yeah. which was just more was like just the norm Viking thing there. Guy, yeah. But in this, like, he's he's insecure. He's got bad posture. He's like, he's mm -hmm. kind of a fucking loser, mm -hmm. which is cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that that kind of is the, the thread that weaves throughout the whole movie. And I know we're not going to be able to go into a ton of it, but... They hit somebody on the way home with yeah. the car. He's... Everybody's drunk. He volunteers to drive because he's less drunk than everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And he's falling asleep. They hit a farmer that's walking in the middle of the road. Farmer dies. They get arrested the next day. Well, Gabby, this is after Gabby tells them, they like, he, like basically, I know what you did last summer, the situation. They're like, yeah. they very quickly sober up Albon and Gabby. And this is the part that I'm confused by because she says, like, no, we're not going to ruin the rest of it. They'll take you guys. They'll blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, she knows the way that the system works. So why is she she's trying fucking, to scare the well, shit out of everybody? Mm -hmm. You think that she's just fucking with them at this point? Are we going to give a verbal spoiler warning now? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I because the, the the initial spoiler, I don't think it comes so early in the movie. Yeah, I'm not too concerned yeah. about that, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there to Gabby's reaction here in, in a minute. But what happens is they are arrested <clears throat> and told that the penalty for death is death at the hands of the Wrong man's born son. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in this country, though, there's a unique system where for a whole bunch of money you can be cloned and have your duplicate killed in their place and this is not just like a clone physically it's a mentally mental clone, clone yep as well yep and then you have to watch as the clone of you who thinks they're you for all intents and purposes basically watches right yeah get murdered you know vengeance exacted by the firstborn son so sociopath me yeah i was like i mean it does, i don't really have like an emotional attachment well interestingly to a, a, a did your husband say the same thing or no he uh, didn't watch it oh, um okay. interestingly that was exactly what scarsguard's reaction was and what really freaked out his wife because his wife was like how can you just watch this he actually gives this super 
creepy little smile at the end of the first like when he watches it which is kind of a clue that like he might be cut out for this type of thing well and that's how i interpreted it at how first would you handle this oh i think i would be a fucking train wreck like i can't even wrap my head around the concept of it and it's not that i like it's not necessarily the death of a clone would you believe in soul like i mean i think that that's the only thing that you but could that's like not, to be honest my brain doesn't even get to that point like consciousness doesn't matter my it's... brain is that there's no consequence well that's that's the big thing like, yeah but i'm talking about just that moment though. right like but like i would be struggling with the idea that there was no consequence for what a happened ma a man died and yeah and while you can in this world replace and it's true i mean this is the way our justice system works if you have enough money it's an effective version of what Murdoch he didn't did. have enough no. he had a lot but he didn't have enough not enough didn't have enough and <clears throat> if you have enough you get a version of what happens in this movie sure you know my problem is if they're able to and I just thought about this. If they're able to clone like a Skarsgård to mm -hmm. take the place, why can't they clone the fucking dead, the dead farmer? Maybe you can only clone them when they're alive. Alive, I guess. But that's Maybe. just like. Oh, but no. I mean, that's the fact that that isn't even discussed, I think, is just another point. message. Yeah. Right? Like, who the fuck cares whether that farmer gets cloned? So a little boy stabs him. Yeah. Stabs the yeah, clone really version of him. really bothers his wife. He smiles. And she's like, it's time to go home. He loses his passport. Right. But he doesn't. He no. hides it. He wants to stick around because I think he might be excited by, he might process the Gabby handjob situation. Well, and I think here's what I believe happens at this point. So at many, he goes through this series over and over again because he sticks around and gets into all sorts of like hijinks. hedonistic hijinks yeah. with these awful fucking humans and goes through a few clones okay and each i think maybe two or three times people ask like are you afraid that they got the wrong guy yeah because there is this idea that like are they cool killing the clone or are they killing him and he said i can only hope so that mental switch was the coolest okay well, i guess we, we I forgot to say like he makes some friends in this process right right but here's i think the reason he wanted to stay from the get-go and okay. the reason he smiled is he saw this as his way to like actually maybe get rid of the failure that he was and like this maybe he was start. gonna be somebody better maybe it really this would be like a version 2.0 of him yeah and so i think he's looking at it as maybe this is the way i can become like who i want to be there's there's part of him that's like i'm reborn mm -hmm. in watching part of me die mm -hmm. but then at the same time there's this like uh, this is my inspiration for the book that I was looking for too. Oh, that could be this it. This was breaking his writer's block. His, and I think that that's part of the reason he left his passport. But you know what's interesting? He never doesn't write a fucking word. Anything. He just keeps hanging with these people. They're like so these people. Three that, couples. It's a group of Western tourists that have yeah. also done the same thing. It's like a. It's like a. I've been killed. Yep. Uh, support group. <laughs> well, and it's not even a support group. These people are clearly they come to vacation here and do whatever the fuck they want mm -hmm. knowing that they can do the craziest of things get cloned have their clones killed and go back to their normal like fucking suburban lives just like nothing ever happened yeah it's like the purge or like any of those things it's a different perspective on the purge because i've seen this compared to the purge and it's not tonally at all like the purge no because the purge is at least a little bit more egalitarian like this is only the rich can do it yeah like yeah. the purge there's not that that's 
good in any way as a, a system. But I'm just saying, like, this is so 100%. It's the most elitist. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it's so gross. It's well, so gross. So James kind of, go, yeah, like you said, high, hedonistic hijinks. He has, there's also a really intense... Uh, orgy like drug drug fueled orgy scene which really uncomfortable really long but kind of nods at like old 70s cinema and it was like really obscured but like i mean there's a lot a lot going on yeah but i i thought it was cool i thought it was actually pretty cool well and they even start this i thought was a really interesting commentary on like ayahuasca tourism sure same kind so of thing. they do this like drug that's from like the local indigenous people that is very clearly supposed to be like ayahuasca. S something okay? like that, yeah. You know, and they like smoke it out of this bowl that's, mm -hmm. I mean, and it's it's so gross in the way that they're like using that. They're ingesting it purely to like uh, like be intoxicated and as like an aphrodisiac, not yeah. not in any sort of exploratory, no. mind-opening kind no, of but, ceremonial. But I honestly think Cronenberg is making statements about even people that go and do that in, you know, these indigenous go areas. Go to Brazil, yeah. Doing it to open their minds or whatever, like it, it really is impossible to do it in the spirit of that indigenous community sure. that that was a tradition of right no matter there it's varying levels of appropriation but kind of no matter what it is so they anyhow keep, they keep going they have fun um and they just keep killing people and breaking shit and like doing all of these awful things and, because and they then, know they can yeah and they kind of loop through the cycle and they get to the point where they're like applauding the death of themselves that switch though the flip the first time they all get arrested and you're led to believe that maybe they're scared that like maybe it's been broken and then they, it was just another game that, that was the playing. funniest shit i've ever yeah. seen where it cuts it, it pans from them to the audience and all yeah. of them watching themselves that was really yeah. really kind of masterfully done i thought yeah so i don't know how much more specifics we need to get into. i don't think we probably should do many more specifics i want to say this movie made me think about a lot of things um, it was really, really disturbing. The more I hear and read about it, I'm digesting like additional ways in which I thought it was disturbing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil the end, but I would love to hear comments from anybody about their thoughts on the end. Yep. I really <laughs> like the end because I think it really drove home what I thought was one of the major themes of the movie, but there are a lot of interpretations for it. Uh, the artistry element of it, the idea that this is like a commentary on the exploitive nature of art, I think is something that I really want to think a lot more yeah, about. I don't think I, I thought about that initially. Yeah. Do you have a high and a low? My low was I couldn't really crack the deeper meaning. And I appreciate that. Like we talked a little bit about it, but other than my low was the breastfeeding. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Creep me the fuck out. Yeah. It makes sense. I just think that like <clears throat> my high was the end. I still don't think the deeper meaning is really shown. And it's kind of the same with antiviral. Like, it's a concept. I get it. I still don't Maybe think there's that... supposed to be multiple meanings. Maybe, but it just, it didn't, it, nothing ever took a real turn. Like, there's no real lesson beyond, like, we learned the lesson in 20 minutes. Yeah. I guess I don't want to spoil the end. Sure. I think the end is what drove the lesson home for me personally. But I'll I do get what you're saying. I'll talk to you after. Because yeah, I, 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 I do saying. think that. I see what you're saying. I still don't know if I understand. It might be. I mean, a... and I could be totally wrong too. I, my interpretation could be a hundred yeah. and eighty degrees off of what it was supposed. Your to high be. was the breastfeeding, you said. No, my low was the breastfeeding. Oh, okay. My high was the end. Sure, my high was. Uh, I love that Skarsgård got a chance to play a character like this. You it's... mean like where, when he had a dog chain on? 
Well, that that was hot, but mostly the it was very mostly creepy. the doofus. You know, yeah. I think that's kind of a fun character that he's yeah. he's given a chance to play because it's hard out there for a hunk. Yeah, really is. Yeah. Do you have your final thoughts? I just love the idea that this movie takes the most traditionally privileged prototype you could imagine, like literally an incredibly tall, good-looking white male. Yeah. How and like, think, how do you feel about Mia Goth though? I, I don't love her. I yeah, think she's you, talented, but I really don't love her. You texted me right after. Like, I'm just over it. I'm, think... I'm sick of her. I've okay. had enough. But that's okay. I know that that's... She She did a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked the way that it really put that character in a very unique, uh, vulnerable position yeah. and made a whole movie out of it. Um, you know, I think some people are sick of White Lotus and those types of things. I'm not. You're but, just getting started. But also, even if you are, this is a totally different vibe. This is so much meaner and darker and more serious and ugly that if you're sick it's, of that, don't necessarily shy away from this. I think it's somewhat less serious than I thought for some reason. Like Maybe. The trailers, they kind of, they marketed it as like super fucked up. Oh God, I thought it was so fucked up. Okay, well, what's your score? 8.2 skin masks. Big. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was real good. I thought Mia Goth got to feast with this character. She did some really cool work and she got to like, you know, run the spectrum. One of the fun stories I heard was that she deliberately didn't meet or interact with Skarsgård until they filmed that scene at the Chinese restaurant, which apparently they filmed really early on. She would. I love that. So that she could kind of like be really unsettling with him mm-hmm. and get some very genuine reactions from him. And then obviously she interacted with him plenty, but like, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's a big idea. Feels small, which is kind of mm. cool. I don't know if that's like a, a shot during isolation kind of thing, Could be. but it also be. just felt like maybe being at a resort like this is, is that way, you know, or being wealthy is. is isolating in, yeah. in that way. It translated, I don't think it it was as fucked up as it could have been or as mean as it could have been or as tight of a story as it could have been, but I really did enjoy the story unravel in this rather and you short give it film. what? I give Infinity Pool 6.9 Buffalo Sausages, of course. <laughs> and those are our thoughts on uh, Infinity um, Pool. Which... A side note, our fact checker. Oh. So apparently Amazon women were tall Thank you. for the time. Appreciate that. The magic of live chat yeah you could could join in once a month we do a live they were five foot six inches which doesn't sound tall now but apparently it was really napoleon height yeah Hmm? they were all giants Hmm? then Hmm? so napoleon was an amazon woman all right so uh i want to hear what you all think about this film you've had a chance to watch it i want to know what you think Uh, reach out to us on twitter instagram at fright day you could uh, email us contact at frightday.com leave an uh, a a comment below this episode at frightday.com some folks have been doing that recently Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. nice Or we could have a larger discussion about this in the Discord uh, server, which is, uh, I guess it's the Friday Community Center, and that's at discord.friday.com. And I'm thinking about shutting down the Facebook group. Are we I just don't like Facebook anymore. I mean- It sucks. Facebook's bad. But it's facebook.com slash group slash Friday. I think I'm just- We should find out if there's anybody that we would like totally lose that way. We'll give them some chances to hop over to to Discord. Some convert. I mean, Discord can feel a little overwhelming for the normies. Lots of beeps and boops over there. So many beep, boop, boop. Yeah. But um, 
I want to know what you think. And if you like our show and want to help us make it even better, you can grab something spooky at shop.frightday.com. For folks who missed Camp Fright Day 3, there's going to be some exclusive merch available. It's showing up really soon. You're going to love it, Kelly. I, got, I think I got Kelly sizes as the sample. So you can what? feel free to take a peek at that. Where are they? They're not here yet. God damn it. I'll show you soon. But uh, lots of other great stuff available at shop.friday.com. Uh, T-shirts, uh, pins, uh, cassette tape is running low. If you ever want to drive your dead grandma's car while listening to a cassette of Kelly talking about Roswell, now Creature jump in. came to my bedside table the other day and looked at a cassette that you had given me for Christmas sure. and said... We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We'll return to our program shortly. You've been listening to an Audio Wool original. Produced by Byron McCoy. Theme music provided by Cemeteries. For more programs like this, visit audiowool.co.